Um, yeah, so uh, in Matthew chapter 6, verse 9 through 13, Jesus um, teaches his disciples how to pray the Lord's Prayer. And at that time, Jesus would have recited the Lord's Prayer in Aramaic. Um, and so I actually am bilingual. I speak a modern day, one of the modern day um, languages that uh, derive from Aramaic. So I'm going to read it out to everyone. I'll pray it over the church. Um, in Aramaic, the original language that Jesus would have prayed it in. So if we can just bow our heads. Abund bishmeya, net adash shemoch, teta melkutoch, nechwe sabayanoch, aikana bishmeya of barha, helen lachmet sumkana yumana, wishwoklan, chabain, wachtahain, aikana defkanan, Shuklan Khayabain Wela Tahlan Nisyuna Ila Patsan Menbisha Metul Dulachai Melkuta Wahaila Watishbuchta La Ahlam Almin Amin Thank you. Man, I don't know about you, but I think that's pretty cool. So that is the language that Jesus would have spoken the Lord's Prayer. So I think it's cool that you know that language, and thank you for sharing your gift today. Amen. Give her a clap. Thank you for doing that. All right, we've done our Father with chart in heaven. Hallowed be your name. Guys, please keep the lights on in the house, just like that. Thank you. We've done our Father with chart in heaven. Hallowed be thy name. That was entering in with praise. And then we put, Lord, your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And then we went in to give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. And last week we did lead us not into temptation. How many took your way of escape this week? How many when you were tempted, remember we talked about taking that door out. How many saw the door out this week through temptation and where I would have went ahead and been tempted and went on to doing something that maybe didn't bring glory to the Lord, I took that off ramp. Somebody say I took the off ramp, amen. Lead me not into temptation but deliver me from evil. That's where we put on the armor of God. Today we're going out with, everybody say it with me, for thine is the kingdom Thine is the power, and thine is the glory forever. Amen and amen. You know, all the time when Jesus was walking on the earth, the disciples kept saying, when are you going to establish your kingdom? When are you going to establish your kingdom? Do you want it? When are we going to take over Jerusalem? Whenever we, when are we going to do that? They were always thinking about a physical kingdom because they knew that Jesus was bringing a kingdom and they were thinking it's going to be in the physical. We're taking over Israel. We're taking over this area and we're going to be stronger than the Roman Empire. I, I see Greece and Rome going down. That's what his disciples thought. But what it was, it, Jesus came to establish a new, everybody say spiritual kingdom. A spiritual kingdom. He did this 2,000 years ago in Jerusalem. At a mount called Golgotha, Jesus became the eternal spiritual king to those who believe. His shed blood on the cross of Calvary. He came to set mankind free from the greatest enemy that we're ever going to face. And that enemy is sin and death. Jesus came to set us free from that. But to those who believe in Christ... 
And they accept the gift of righteousness and his abundance of grace and his eternal life and his forgiveness. They are born again into this kingdom. How many of you have been born again into Jesus where Jesus became your savior? Okay, you were born again into a new kingdom. We're not of this world. We're just pilgrims in this world. This place is not my home. I'm just passing through. I, 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 we, we are in the United States of America, but there's a kingdom that's greater than America, and it's the kingdom of heaven, and we've been born again into this kingdom. So we're saying, Lord, thy kingdom come. You're going out with prayer and you're saying, Lord, your kingdom come. And when you say that, you're understanding that you've been born again into this kingdom. Now look at in your books, look at Revelations 1, 6. This is powerful. In this new kingdom, Jesus has made a kingdom of priests. In this new kingdom, there's a kingdom. He made it up with kingdom of priests for God and, and the Father. And all the glory and power to him forever and ever. Amen. So in this new kingdom, here's what I like today. I want you to get this. In this new kingdom, I want you to bump your neighbor and look at him and say, you are a priest. You're a priest. If you're watching online, I want you to look to somebody in your room and point at them and say, you are a priest. You know, somebody in this church calls me padre. I always like that when they, when they do that. He calls me padre or priest. But I'm calling all of you priests. Because the word says that when you're born again into this kingdom, that you are a priest. Somebody say, I am a priest. I am a priest. Peter even talked about it. Peter said that you are a chosen people. A royal priesthood, a holy nation, you are God's very own possession. As a result, you're going to show others the kingdom of his goodness. So as priests, we've been called out of darkness, it says, and into his wonderful light. As priests, once we had no identity, but now we are God's people. As priests, once we didn't have mercy, but now this 1 Peter 2, 9 and 10 says that we have mercy. But now we are a chosen generation and our plan or our mission is to show others the goodness of God. Anybody out there say amen. I'm a priest and I'm in the kingdom to show people the goodness of God. So that's exciting to me. So we're priests in this world. I think we have to be priests in two ways. I think we need to be priest in word, and I think we also need to be priest in action. You ever heard, hear about the, 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 the daughter that the father was getting on to him? Actually, this was my daughter. When I was getting on to her real hard one time, and she said, Daddy, I can't hear you because your actions are speaking so loud. Anybody out there say, ooh, oh my, oh me. So, so as priest of this kingdom, we need to do it with our word, and what, the best thing you have with your word is your testimony. Once I was blind, but now I see. And Jesus has done it. Everybody here, you have a story. So you, you, you're priest in this kingdom and we're going out and we're showing people the goodness of God. And the way you show them the goodness of God is with your speech and with your word. And you just tell people. How many of you can tell somebody something the Lord God has done good for you? Anybody out there? Who can tell of God's goodness? Who can tell of God's mercy? 
Who can tell of his, his kindness to you? So all we got to do as priests in his kingdom is the people that we come upon. We just tell them what Jesus has done for us. But then also in action. I want you to look at this 2 Corinthians 3, 1 through 3 in your book. 2 Corinthians 3, 1 through 3. <clears throat> Our life is a witness without words. Here's what Paul said. He said, are we going to start praising or committing ourselves again? Are we like other, meaning other preachers or apostles, who need to bring you letters of recommendation? In other words, Paul said, hey, do, are, are you guys needing a letter for me? Do I need to send a letter that, that's recommending me? Or do we need to, for you to write such letters for us? In other words, a letter to recommend Paul. Paul said, surely not. Surely not. I'm not going to send you a letter and you don't need to send me a letter. Surely not. We're, we're not going to do that. He said, the only letter of recommendation that we need is you yourselves. Did you all catch that? The only recommendation to be a Christian is I'm not going to send a recommendation from Church on the Rock or you to come ask me what. You know what our recommendation is to be a Christian? Do you know why we recommend to you, that, to, to others that's in our world that they be a Christian? Do you know what the recommendation is? It's your life. It's how you walk. It's how you talk. It's how you act. It's how you respond. He said, your lives are a letter written in hearts. Everyone can read it and recognize the work of God in your life. I ask you, can people read your life and recognize the work of God in your life? Clearly, clearly, Paul said, you guys, I, I, I'm saying it to you, clearly, Church on the Rock, you guys you guys are a letter to the world. And one translation says an epistle. An epistle means like the Bible, RJ. You guys are a letter or you are an epistle. You are a writing from God that's being shown and read by everybody you're around. Do you know that you're the only Bible that some people are ever going to read? So as priest in this new kingdom, for as priests in this new kingdom, that you're taking this light and you're talking about the goodness of God. How many say we also need to walk in the goodness of the Lord? You know, write this down. There's two parts of Christian witness. There's the walkie and the talkie. There's the walkie and the talkie. There's the walkie part and there's the talkie part. You know, Michael Jordan, something I liked about him is he wasn't a, a trash talker. He just said, I'll show you how, if you think I'm good or not, by the way I play. How many, he didn't talk trash. He didn't like talk all the time and tell you what he was going to do or what you ought to do. He just played the game. There's a walkie and there's a talkie. How many has ever heard this on talking about walking it? How many has ever heard this? A picture is worth a thousand words. Huh? Think about that. A picture is worth a thousand words. So what we do is so important. What we do is so important. Jesus said, I love this scripture. I pray this every day on this John 1, 14, when I say, Lord, your kingdom come. I'm a priest in your kingdom. I pray John 1, 14. It says, Jesus said, Jesus was the word made flesh and he dwelt or walked, walked amongst us. Again, there's another scripture. Jesus said, look at this. Jesus said, if you see me, You've seen the Father whom you haven't seen. Do you know that we need to pray? Every day I say, Lord Jesus, let your word 
as your word was made flesh in Jesus Christ, and he walked in this world with people, I pray, Lord, your kingdom come. Thine is the kingdom. I pray, Lord, let your word become flesh in me. We can talk about God's love, but are we walking God's love? We can talk about God's goodness, but are we walking in God's goodness? We can ask for forgiveness and and think everybody ought to forgive us, but are we walking in forgiveness? I'm telling you, there's a walkie and there's a talkie part. Anybody out there say amen. There's a walkie and there's a talkie part. Pray, when you pray, for thine is the kingdom. I want you to remember, you're a priest sent out by God. You're, You're to talk about the goodness of God and tell people about the goodness of God, but also you're to walk. You're to be Jesus, the word made flesh. The Bible says we're called to be salt and light. You guys can look those up on your own. That's in your book. We're called to be salt. We're called to be the light of the world, a city on a hill that cannot be hidden. How many of you try to, how many of you hide your Christian witness? How many of you are ashamed to say that you know Christ at your work? Or do you let your light shine? The scripture says, Lord, your kingdom come. When it says, for thine is the kingdom, Lord, I'm a city on a hill. I'm a light in a dark place. Do you know that you guys are candlesticks in every workplace that you're at? Wherever you're at, you are God's ambassador. You are God's candlestick with your walkie and with your talkie. Do people look at you and say, man, I want to glorify God because I see something in you. I want to glorify God. You're a Christian? Tell me more about Jesus. All I know is I see a peace in you. I see a joy in you. I see a happiness in you. I see a hope in you. What is it that you've got? What is it that you possess? I, I really believe that God wants us to walk in a way that people are like, what is it that they have? I want that. That's that city on a hill. We are priests. Thine is the kingdom. We are priests. We are city on a hill. I like this last, this other part. It's in your book on for thine is the kingdom. We are ambassadors of God and his kingdom. This is our mission. We're Christ ambassadors. The scripture says, God, I'm your ambassador. God's making his appeal through me to speak for Christ when we say to people, come back to God. Do you guys realize that that's our call? As priests, we are Christ's representation. We are his appeal to people saying, oh sinner, oh person that doesn't know God, will you come to God? That's our call. I remember when I was in Haiti on a missions trip, we were driving over and it was so bad in Haiti at this time that every night we would um, take a vehicle out and we would pick up children on the side of the road. And you could tell that they needed picked up their hair gets a certain color, their skin gets a certain pigment, and their eyes look a certain way to where they're probably going to die that night. I mean, I've seen children stacked in stacks in, in Haiti. And we would go around and we would find these children. And we would, we would make God's appeal and we would bring them in to the original house. But so we were doing that. But one day we, was, one, one day we were driving around in the city and they were kind of sightseeing and stuff 
And all, the, the city was just in ruins and dirty and filthy and, 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 and looked like a third world nation in poverty. Anybody ever been to Haiti? Anybody ever been over there? Okay, but then all of a sudden, boom, there was this beautiful green grass. And there's this beautiful post and fence. And then there was, the, there was the nicest building that I had seen in that whole country. It was beautiful. It was a beautiful building and, and, and well-preserved, flowers growing. I'm telling you, it looked like Hawaii. It, it was beautiful. And I remember going to the missionary and I said, what, what's up with this? What is that place? And they said, oh, that's the American embassy. That's the American embassy. The re- it was plush. It was fruitful. It was fortified. It was strong. It had more than enough. Its leadership was strong. Brothers and sisters, they were an ambassador for us to Haiti. Brothers and sisters, when you are an ambassador of Christ, you're hooked up to a kingdom that's without limits. You're hooked up to a kingdom that has all that you could ever need. When you put yourself out there as an ambassador, all of heaven is behind you. So when you say, thine is the kingdom, We've been praying all week, all more, our whole prayer time on this. But now, when you get to thine is the kingdom, this is when you're thinking about, it's time to get out of my prayer closet and go out into this world. Okay, well, I'm going out to be the hands and feet of Jesus, and I'm bringing his kingdom, and I'm a priest in his kingdom. I'm going to be a walkie. I'm going to be a talkie. And God, all, everything I need, you've given me. I'm going to be salt and light. Okay, that's what you do when you pray. Thine is the kingdom. Now, thine is the kingdom. Now then you move into thine is the power. Thine is the power. Well, if you're going to be going out there and putting yourself out there for God, like that American embassy, how many know that you need something backing you up? Jesus said he could do nothing except the Lord had him filled him with the spirit to do it. Do you know the Bible says that Jesus was anointed with the Holy Spirit so he could go about and do good and he could preach and he could heal. Jesus emptied himself of the Godhead and, and, and of the deity and, and all that. He emptied himself and became a man, but yet he was filled by the Spirit to do the work in the earth. He said, I can't do anything except the Spirit help me. So, aren't you glad Jesus was a high priest that we can relate with? So you can say, Lord, I can't heal. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. Uh, you want me to do what? We empty ourselves of our fears and our pride and our inhibitions and, and being scared. And we, and we get filled with the Holy Spirit. It was so important in Luke 24, this is all in your book. In Luke 24, 49, one of the last things Jesus said to his disciples is he said, don't leave Jerusalem until you be filled with power from on high. Y'all out there say amen. amen. Don't, don't start your ministry. Don't even start your car. Don't even leave your house. Don't even start out to take the kingdom of God. Go to Jerusalem, get in the upper room and tarry in Jerusalem until you receive power from on high. So when you're, a king, when you're a priest taking God's kingdom to people, you also got to be filled with the power to do that. 
And here's what's cool about the Holy Spirit. In Acts chapter 1 verse 8, it says that you shall receive power once the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you will be, somebody say, I will be. I will be his witness in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and all the uttermost parts of the earth. So what happens, brothers and sisters? It can even happen today. It can happen right now where you're speaking. While I'm speaking, you can leave here today being filled with power from on high. And when you're filled, so, so, so when you're like, man, thine is the kingdom. I'm going out for you, Lord. Then you're like, well, if I'm going out for you, I better be filled with power. Man, today, before you leave, before you leave this place, before you go to your car, before you turn it on, do Luke 24, before you go out of here, receive the power of the Holy Ghost so you can be that witness. Because with the power of the Holy Spirit, there are nine gifts. So, so, so every day I say, Lord, all right, I'm going out of here. I'm going out for you. I'm gonna be salt and light. I'm gonna be hands and feet. I know I'm going for you. Every day, John, I say, oh God, fill me with the Holy Spirit. Hey, don't just get filled one time. Paul talked about be like a drunk man. He said, don't be drunk with wine, but be filled with the Spirit. Every day I say, fill me a little more. That's something you need to be addicted to. The drink that you need to be addicted to and you need more of till you're intoxicated is the power of the Holy Ghost. Can someone say amen? Be intoxicated with that. Be filled with the Spirit. Be filled with the Spirit. Because when you're filled with the Spirit, then I'm like, Lord, fill me with the Spirit. Fill me with the Spirit. And then I go this. It's all in your book. Lord, I thank you today I have word of knowledge. With, the, with being filled with the Spirit, there's nine gifts of the Spirit. Lord, thank you. Today I'm equipped and I'm ready to go out for you a priest. Fill me with word of knowledge. Fill me with word of wisdom. Give me discerning of spirit. And guys, don't just think that you use those things to witness Sometimes being a witness is being successful at your job. You can use the gifts of the Spirit to get a word of knowledge. The other day, somebody told me, they said, man, my business, we started a new business. In fact, this business was um, on Undercover Boss in January. The people come here, they just started a business and they did Undercover Boss in January. And then boom, COVID hit right when they're starting a business. But he was filled with the Spirit. And the Lord, one day the Lord gave him a word of wisdom on how he could expand his business and how he could be creative and how he could be fruitful in a land that's in famine. And, and the Lord gave him this idea. He told me the other day that his business has just skyrocketed. Skyrocketed. Why? Because he said, Lord, fill me with the Holy Spirit. Fill me with word of knowledge. Fill me with word of, uh, of, fill me with word of wisdom. Fill me with discerning of spirit. Help me to know when somebody's telling me the truth and not knowing that. Uh, give me discerning of spirit. Amen. Fill me with faith. Fill me with the ability to do miracles. How many knows that our world, you all are going in a world. You're going to your individual worlds. How many know that your worlds need a miracle? How many of your worlds need a miracle? 
How many is out there depressed and they need that heaviness and that depression and that anxiety? You're going out as a priest filled with the power of the Holy Spirit and you can pray with people and heaviness can go. Oppression can go. Fear can go. Be filled with the Spirit. We need a miracle. We can pray for people to be sick, that's sick to be healed. Guys, it's scripture. Don't look at me like I'm from Mars. You can pray for people. Who, me? Yes, you can pray for people. You can pray for people. The same Holy Spirit that I'm filled with, you're filled with. You activate the gift of the Spirit. The Bible says to him that prophesies, prophesy according to your faith. Well, to him that heals, heal according to your faith. To him that does a miracle, do a miracle according to your faith. To him that works in word of knowledge and word of wisdom, do it under your faith. Faith is what, faith is what activates the gifts of God. Did y'all hear that? You can activate all nine gifts. Don't sit there and say, oh, I don't have that gift. The Lord just used me in this gift. Oh, I don't have this gift. I just use this gift. The Lord, uh, is the Holy Spirit divided? No. You have access into all the gifts and you activate them with your faith saying, Lord, I'm going to reach out and pray for someone to be healed. I'm going to reach out and try to be a blessing to somebody. Are y'all with me today? Are y'all with me today? For thine is the kingdom. Thine is the power. He's given us the power of the Holy Spirit. He's also given us the power of the name of Jesus. Look at somebody beside you. Look in that camera. Look to somebody and say, you've been given the power of his name. Jesus said, Jesus said, when you, he said, when you go, hey, you don't have to, you can go, Jesus said, you can go straight to the Father. You don't have to go through Mary. You don't have to go through Brian. You don't have to go through another person say, I can go straight to the Father. Because Jesus said it. And Jesus said, I am giving you my name. And name means authority. So when you pray, pray, I pray in the name of Jesus. Peter and John walked up to a man that was lame on the side of the road. And by the way, Jesus walked by this guy many times and didn't heal him. He walked because the guy, it says he was there every day at the gate. Beautiful. Jesus by that gate all the time. So that lets you know that there's timing in miracles. There's timing in miracles. Jesus, not that he didn't care. He's just going to leave it for Peter and John to do. This guy said, hey, give me alms. Give me alms so I can eat. Peter and John looked at him and said, silver and gold have I none. But there's one thing I do have. And that's the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, get up and walk. And the Bible says that the, they reached down and they lifted up. He went walking and leaping and praising God. And then they came and talked about it. And here's what it was. They said, we noticed that they did it, this miracle, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Don't sit around any longer, church. Don't sit around blowing bubbles and getting so into your world of woe is me and this is happening to me. If you'll get your mind off yourself and get your mind to those hurting around you, you can be a priest and you can be someone filled with power. It'll energize you. It'll satisfy you. It'll help you. It'll build you up. 
anybody out there say amen. I'm telling you, God's got an army. Every week, we're sending out four, 500 people from COTR. We're sending them out online. We're sending them out here. Thy kingdom come. For thine is the kingdom. Thine is the power. And listen to this. And thine is the glory forever. So, he's given us the power of the Holy Spirit. We are priests in this ministry. We are called to be ambassadors for him. We are called to go out into our worlds. We are on a mission. How many, how many veterans out there do we have today? How many veterans have been on a mission? On a mission. Lift your hands up. I've been on a mission. Brothers and sisters, you are on a mission for the Lord. You that's been called out of darkness, you're on a mission for the Lord. Okay, but on this, he's given us the Holy Spirit to give us power for this mission. Thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory. Okay, now. Only God gets the praise and the honor. If you're going to get out there and do it for God, do it for God. And don't do it for ego. Don't do it for attention. Don't do it for, to be lifted up or looked at. In fact, Paul one time, they were trying to lift him up because he did so many miracles and stuff that, 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 that Paul took his outward tunic off. So and he said, I'm just a man. Quit trying to worship me as God. When you get used by God, people will start elevating you and pushing it up, pushing you up. Can you handle that? Can you say, hey, don't look to me, look to Jesus. Do you relish in the glory of how good it feels? Or do you give God the praise? For thine is the kingdom. Lord, I want to operate. One time the Lord told me, he said, Brian, I want people to operate in their ego, but I can't do it because their pride would destroy them. I want to do things through people. But they'd get so lifted up in themselves. Man, there's so much I want to do through people. God told me that one time. Everything. I I love this scripture. The Bible says, so, so I go, Lord, thine is the kingdom. Thine is the power. I think you fill me with the spirit. I think you've given me your name. And then I always say, Lord, I, I yield all glory to you. That's in your scripture. Now, here's my favorite one. I do this every day. I go, not to us. Not to us, O oh Lord. And it even says it again, not to us, O oh Lord. I'll say, not to me, O oh Lord. Not to me, O Lord, but unto thee be glory and honor. Unto unto thee be lifted up high. There's even a song, not to us, but to your name be glory and honor. Not to us, but to your name be lifted high or something like that. Not to us. Right now, I want you to say, Lord, I want to be used. Not to me, not to us, but to your name. Jesus said, everything that I do in this earth, everything, Jesus said, everything you see me do, everything you hear me say, every, every place that I go, everything that I'm about, Jesus said, I do it so that the Father may be glorified. 
Even the baptism of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit never speaks about himself. He, po- he gets people to look to Jesus. The Holy Spirit's not like, hey, everybody, look at me. Look at all the gifts I can give you. Look at the power you can have. No, he sanctifies you and he says, look to Jesus. The Bible says that the Holy Spirit is a sanctifier to those that are in unbelief. That means that he's tugging at the heart. He's grabbing at the heart. If you have people that don't know Jesus, the Holy Spirit's the the agent behind the scenes that's moving people. He's grabbing their heart. He's pointing people to Jesus, not himself. Jesus said, everything I do, it's for you. John the Baptist said, what did John the Baptist say? I must, say it loud, I must, I must decrease. Why do I need to decrease? So he can increase. Can you say, Lord, to thine be the kingdom, thine is the power, thine is the glory. Lord, may I decrease today. You know, be careful, never use the ministry for accolades or to bring attention, glory, and honor to yourself. Sometimes I've been guilty of doing things for attention or, work, or, or for works to where God has to come slap me up inside the head. I, I'll tell you when you know it. If you're preaching, if you're a preacher or you're a teacher or you're a singer, hey, singers, let me tell you if you're in self or if you're in the spirit. If you're a preacher or you're a singer or you're doing something for the Lord, if you're like this, how'd I do today? How was my voice today? How was the worship set? Hey, Cornelius, how, how did I do preaching today? Did I do good? Was, was it okay? Um, did, did you? That's a person that's in self. When, I, when, when, when I'm suffering insecurity or suffering a lack of confidence, this is real tricky. This is real tricky. But when I'm insecure or have a lack of confidence, it's a false humility. It's a false humility. And the reason I'm feeling insecurity and lack of confidence is because I'm looking at myself. Hey, we need to say, if I'm going to be a fool, I'm going to be a fool for Christ. I don't care what I look like. I'm just going to do my best for the Lord. When you get self-absorbed, that is an indicator that you're doing things for glory. Anybody out there say amen. I want, I, want, I, want, as a, I want to be a pastor that teaches you the full counsel. Don't do things to be seen in the, uh, with men. Okay, so here's how he closed today. Here's the question. In what ways, we're talking about to thine be the kingdom, thine is the power, thine is the glory forever. In what ways can my life glorify God? Look at that in your book. Does anybody have the page number, what page that is in the book? 12, page 12 in your book. In what ways can my life glorify God? Page 12 in your book. Well, one, I can be a talkie. I can tell others my story. Everybody with me? How can I bring glory to God? What can I do to bring glory to God? This week, Go tell somebody, go boast in the Lord. Go tell somebody about the goodness and the mercy of the Lord. Number two, how can I glorify God, Brian? By serving other people. How can I serve other people? You can pray for them. You can give them a scripture, a teaching. You can encourage, you can exhort. 
you can witness. You can maybe go help them work on their house. How can I serve someone? And then I always do Romans 12, 1. Lord, to thine be the glory. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, Lord, today I offer my body as a living sacrifice to you, holy and pleasing. This is my true and proper worship, leading me to the last thing. How can I glorify God?